It's time for the Mental Health Moment, a show exploring the world of mental health and answers for life. Brought to you by Life Launch Centers. Here's your host, Joe Newman. Welcome, welcome to the Mental Health Moment. It's Monday and time to take a moment for your mental health. I'm your host, Joe Newman from Life Launch Centers, which was founded and started right here in southern Utah. Uh, We're building stronger families and stronger futures by teaching resilience in group settings. And this is the show where we talk about all things for your family's mental health. And uh, today on the show, I have with me executive director and founder of Life Launch Centers, Ben Harris. Ben, thanks again for joining me today on the show. Hey, Joe. It's always good to be here. Well, it's the uh, last show of the year. And uh, as we were talking about what we would uh, cover, I couldn't think of a more um, applicable topic than resilience. You know, this has just been such an interesting year and we are at this uh, apex or I guess the beginning of a new year and have an opportunity to refocus. And, uh, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about resilience, you know. You mean we're not going to talk about uh, politics or uh, social injustice (laughs) or, uh, you know, the pandemic or uh, there's so many things to talk about. So many things. And I don't know. If you're a little bit like me, you might be sick of hearing about all that. I honestly like you think, okay, I'm going to turn on the radio and tune into something, you know, uh, mind blowing or something that's going to be, you know, helpful. And all I just get you just get like. I don't know, thrown in the muck and the the mud and and it's overwhelming. And then it's like, okay, I need some Christmas music. Quick, lift my spirits. But no, I, I, I kind of felt like maybe we can f- focus on the positive, uh, which is really important for your mental health, right? It is. It is absolutely. There is no question about that. <laughs> and so... I I think we've got a lot of ways we can do that. Um but uh I I don't you know we can't really we can't really go there without laying the foundation, you know. 2020's been a kind of a year that's knocked a lot of people down. Um in many ways, financially, emotionally, you know, physically. Interesting for me though cuz when I think that it's like it's almost automatic for me to think and say Oh, my word, I can't wait for 2020 to be over. Right. You know, like, one, somehow magically, you know. Everything's just going to be better uh, on, once the number changes. Yeah, on January 1st, 2021, it's going to just change how the world is working. But but more, I, I think more to the point uh, for me is uh, I read these articles, read some, you know, uh, d- different things written at different times, like over the last hundred years. Yeah. And I read some of these and it's like, oh, wow, that was a horrible year. Yeah. And and it starts to throw some things in perspective for me where it's like, you know, I certainly am not going to say that 2020 was, you know, has been one of my favorite years. It's been difficult. No question. But Put I'm it. glad I haven't had some of the issues that have existed in other years or yeah. decades even. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of just grateful to be who I am when I am. Yeah, I, I like that. And maybe it's because, um, 
You know, you hear pretty regularly from a friend or a family member that a certain year was difficult for them because they had some major event, you know, maybe a passing of a family member or loss of a job or something. But I guess that's it's kind of become this, um, I don't know, cultural uh, buzzword to kind of bag on 2020. And which and, has created an interesting culture where you're almost afraid not to. Yeah. You know, I've watched sometimes people who've not had a bad year or have actually seen the positive side of yeah. some of what's gone on. This this quarantining has been good for a lot of families. Yeah. It's been really good for a lot of families. And a refocusing of time together. Yes, and, exactly. That yep. time around the dinner table again that just went to non-existence for such a long time. And, and now here we are back talking to each other. And yep. and uh, and even with all of the unrest and the politics and everything, people are turning the TV off. Yeah. And, and spending time together. Yeah. I know I felt that way. I was like, you can only watch so many shows. Like I got so sick of the, of the screens. It's like, yeah. uh, you know, you, you could feel your body rejecting that stimulus. Like you just needed more person to person interaction. Um, but, but some of us are almost afraid to say it's been good. Yeah, uh, well, because, it's like group think, right? It's yeah. like there's this huge community group think about we have to, in order to be relevant in the, today's conversation, we have to, you know, join in and say, oh, 2020 was terrible. And I don't want to have like, I don't want to give anybody the idea that I've got rose-colored glasses on right, that right. 2020 wasn't a problem for a lot of people and even for me in, in many ways. But we're talking about resilience. I mean, resilience... The definition of it is to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and move on. Right. And that's what we're really trying to focus on here is that it doesn't really help to to lay down in the mire and wallow in the mud and just complain about it. Like, you have to pick yourself up, get yourself out of it, and move on. And that's why I think what we want to offer today on this show. Yeah. Well, and I think really... Uh, sometimes the challenge that that we're faced with there is at one how I'm not sure how I pick myself back up. Yeah, and uh, maybe maybe even more discouraging than that is I don't know if I can. How do I how do I even know if I can? Where where am I going to get that resource? Um, I and I really had a moment with that thought here the other day. I was watching. Uh, that uh, Disney production of Solo, mm-hmm. uh, the the guy that that climbs, uh, I think Mount Capitan or something like that, and oh, and, yeah. he, and he does it without free ropes, solo. Yeah, yeah, free solo. And uh, what was interesting was, uh, <laughs> and to me, I just kept thinking this guy is insane. Yeah, because every time he attempted the climb with ropes, he fell. Yeah, every time. There was one particular jump he had to make that he couldn't make. And he did it, you know, several times in practice and then finally said, okay, I'm ready. And goes without ropes and makes the jump. Talking to him, though, was what really caught my attention. And he said, you don't know what you're capable of until your life depends on it. Yeah. So when he had the ropes, he never gave it the same kind of effort he did when he was then finally up there without the ropes. And how do we have those experiences in our life right now? How do we face 
those kinds of things and have the opportunity or the ability to know what we're actually capable of um, when we never let go, when we never surrender enough to uh, to have those experiences. Well, I think that's a great um, a great analogy because um, I'm a rock climber myself, and I feel that very very true. Like as I'm climbing with a rope, uh, I always climb with a rope. I'm I'm not a free solo <laughs> climber, but um, but sometimes like if I'm leading a climb where you know you're taking the rope up, there's a higher risk of of a fall, like you could fall, you know, 10, 20 feet maybe. And, uh, that always gives you additional strength as you're, as you're climbing. But what I was thinking was interesting is how sometimes I felt like I'd rather just watch a movie about somebody climbing than go out and actual climb until I actually do it until you actually like get out there and put in the effort. And always afterwards, you're like, man, that was so awesome. I'm so glad I did that. And um, I, I've started to recognize I'm kind of tired of watching other people be resilient in life. Like we need to make those decisions in our own lives to get out and experience life ourselves, to experience that resilience, to make that difficult climb and to be better for it afterwards. And sometimes I think especially in our culture of entertainment, we just watch other people be resilient. And, and then we think, oh, I'm going to be resilient for watching somebody else be resilient. Well, we, it's not really how it works. We certainly have, have uh, uh, created that culture like that. There's, there's no question. So you mentioned a question, how? How do we build resilience? Well, um, there's a lot of different ways. I, I think emotionally, we need to talk about emotional resilience because that's kind of what we what we focus on, what we specialize in at Life Launch Centers, um, and what we use to really help youth and young adults and families grow stronger. There's a lot of difficult emotion in families. Uh, it's the source of your greatest joy, and it can also be the source of your greatest sorrows. Uh, the season can be the source of greatest joy and greatest sorrows. This is a, this is a tough season for a lot of families, a lot of individuals. Um, there are reminders of lost loved ones. There's uh, maybe too much time together, <laughs> yeah. you know, and a lot of strain and stress. And, you know, when, when we're uh, struggling to understand and, and regulate our own emotions, and then we get around a bunch of other people who struggle to regulate and manage their, their emotions, uh, things can get interesting. Yeah, things can get interesting. And um, in fact, I was just, uh, I could hear the group counseling going on, um, you know, in my office next to where I was yesterday. And uh, it was really interesting to hear all of the laughter that was happening in groups. You know, this is a resilience group. Most people think when you go to counseling, it's this really somber, like, like, or, you know, highly emotionally charged people yelling kind of thing. Our groups, though, you can just feel the resilience being built as you, like, as you can just hear the, the chatter going on. They're having a good time. They're having real discussions about difficult problems, but it's done in a way that they um, grow closer to each other and they grow stronger. 
Um, and it's all through this, you know, dialectical behavior therapy and cognitive behavior therapy and resilience principles from Brene Brown. There's videos that they watch. There's um, activities that they engage in together um, that I, w- I just so um, impressed with how how strong, how much resilience comes from because of the group. Yeah, it's fun to watch, fun to see. It's really uh, inspiring. And our, you know, our groups really are what is the secret sauce to the the whole recipe. Um, you know, individual counseling is important because you have some some specific individual things that you you work on, but it's the group setting that really brings people together that really helps them build resilience. And unfortunately I've got to go to a break, but we're going to kind of come back and talk more about that. Um, but if you or a loved one just feel overwhelmed with anxiety, depression, or, or suicide ideation, just know that you don't have to go through this alone. Um, that's what I love about this community. It's a really tight knit community and it's a, a privilege to be part of this Southern Utah community because um, we really do come together and uh, help each other have stronger families and stronger futures here in Southern Utah. But uh, if, if you have any questions, give us a call. We can help strategize with you what would be the best course of action to help your loved one. The number is 833-803-3883. We'll be back in just one minute talking about resilience in the coming year. And we'll be back in just one minute. Thank you very much. Wow, Maddie, nice work out there. You totally nailed it. Thanks. I just never thought I'd see you up on stage. Wasn't it just a few months ago? You were all frozen up with anxiety. Yeah, it was. It's kind of hard to believe myself. Well, what changed? It, it was Life Launch Centers. Oh, those videos we watch in school? Nope, it's some of the same stuff, but Life Launch Centers is a group I go to three times a week to really learn how to control my thoughts and emotions. Wow, that sounds awesome. I wish some of my other students could learn that. Well, they can. I used to believe that anxiety controlled me, but now I've learned that I have a choice, so I choose to live my life. Well, just listen to them out there. Sounds like you've done it. Yeah, I think so. Well, I'm going back out there. Wish me luck. Go get them. Life Launch Centers. No more anxiety. 833-803-3883. Welcome back to the Mental Health Moment. I'm your host, Joe Newman from Life Launch Centers. Here today with me on the show, Executive Director and Founder of Life Launch Centers, Ben Harris, talking about resilience in the coming year. Ben, thanks again for joining me. You bet. You know, there's uh, we, we're talking a lot about um, the fact that Life Launch Centers is a Southern Utah original company and why we started here. Um, and, you know, this is all we're all coming up on two years of doing this radio show, which to me is is amazing. Like, I can't believe it's been that long. It seems like every show goes so fast. But we want to give back to the community a little bit and kind of get a gauge for who's listening out there. So I haven't ever done this, but I want to do this right now. And I want to offer a little bit of a Christmas gift for a, a listener, a, a lucky listener out there. So listen up. If if um, we're trying to gauge, you know, who is paying attention and by giving something back from the community. And one of the things I think that's probably most iconic to the, our community is the Dixie Direct book. 
And so I have a Dixie Direct book for uh, the first person who emails me um, and that they heard that this what the show is uh, all about today about resilience. And so um, the email address is Joe J O E at lifelaunchcenters.com. If you can jump on your phone or whatever it is and, and email me um, that this show today was about resilience, then I'll, uh, I'll get back in touch with you. And I've got a 2021 Dixie Direct book for you. And uh, I just want to say thank you for, for tuning in and listening to the Mental Health Moment taking a moment for your mental health. So I'll, I'll remind everybody about that again at the end. But if, if you heard this first part, this is the first time I've mentioned it on the show. So jump on, jump on your device right now and uh, email me and we'll get that book to you. Oh, I love that idea. Um, the Dixie Direct book. What a, what a resource for doing things together as a family. <laughs> and that's why we chose it, right? Because we're talking about resilience and really it is all about being together. Um, in fact, the, one, the last step in our resilience model that we teach um, emphasizes the importance of building connections. And uh, there's a whole um, you know, curriculum that goes along with what it looks like to build healthy connections. Um, but let's, we, we need to talk a little bit more about the hows of resilience because I often say that resilience is like a muscle. You can't just say, I want resilience, and then all of a sudden you have resilience. It's like saying, I want a six pack, and then you don't ever get down and do any sit ups or crunches to get a six pack, right? Like there's actual exercises that you do to achieve a certain outcome. And that's, that's how resilience is. Um, you know, we were talking a little bit about uh, one of the other um, components in the resilience model we talk about with stories in our head. And man, this has been a year for stories in our head, right? Uh, how do stories in our head play into building resilience? Uh, such a such a key piece of of resilience because how do we get from being triggered, having an event happen, to being emotionally hijacked? What what is what is it that happens in between those two those two pieces? Well, it's the story in my head because you know for for you and me we have. Some things in life that are, you know, going to be triggers uh, for both of us. But there are some things in life that will be a trigger for me and not for you and vice versa. And so why? Why why for me, uh, you know, if I go into uh, a meeting at work and I've been thinking about a great idea I've had and I throw that idea out there and nobody says anything, why is that a trigger for me? What happens between the fact that nobody said anything and becoming emotionally hijacked over the fact that nobody said anything. Yeah. What is it that happens in between there? It's the story in my head. Yeah. I start filling in all the blanks. That and they I'm, don't like it or that there's something wrong with you or what. Yeah. All of the story. Unfortunately, us human beings aren't built to fill in blanks with, you know, the most positive and uplifting <laughs> things. We have this tendency to fill it in with worst case scenario. You yeah. know, and, and so within seconds, I can be thinking about uh, and and really decide that they are thinking that I'm not very smart, that yeah. I don't have good ideas, that I'm not a very good, you know, contributor, that, you know, all of these things. And, and so uh, even like, you know, talking about that rock climbing. Yeah. 
what makes it hard what makes that jump a trigger? Well, all of the story in your head. You, you start filling in the blanks. You haven't made the jump yet, and so you're anticipating what's going to happen. And all those blanks we fill in with worst-case scenario. And because of it, it then becomes a threat. And when it becomes a threat, we become emotionally hijacked. We go into survival mode, fight, flight, or freeze. So if we can somehow convince that midbrain that part of our brain that is looking for threats, which is called the amygdala, if we can somehow convince that part of our brain that the threat is either mitigated, handled, or not as big as, as we might worry that it is, mm-hmm. then we can still function in that, that problem-solving, rational, executive functioning part of our brain. And that's the, that's how, that's the actual exercise is first of all, recognizing that you're going to have these stories in your head. And that's sometimes one of the hardest parts is people, um, they give so much credibility to the story in their head because they haven't maybe done the exercises to recognize, oh yeah, regularly I have this story in my head. That's just this big doomsday well, you know, and, thing that's not true. And Joe, you've talked before about we live in this this time where we're constantly distracted too. Yeah. And so the idea of awareness, the idea of being very present and and knowing what's going on in our own brain uh, is something we have to actually work on. We do have to work on this, and I I, I find it's becoming more and more invasive, where your mind lives somewhere else, wherever you are, it's always somewhere else, and. I honestly believe it's the screens in my life that do that to me. Like if I'm even just sitting here, you know, on this radio show, my mind's thinking, oh, I've got to go do this afterwards. I've got to go do this on this computer afterwards. And, oh, there was a text that just happened. And you're constantly just pulled away from the here and now. And um, but again, that's a that's a piece of resilience of recognizing that that happens. Being aware. We have to be aware. Without the awareness, we don't have the ability to choose. Yeah, uh, Awareness is the miracle moment. That's when we have agency. That's when we get to choose uh, is when we are uh, aware. So, so practicing awareness and, and becoming more aware. But then being aware even just what is the internal dialogue we have? What am I usually saying to myself about myself? Yeah. Well, again, it's probably not very positive. And because of that, we turn things out there into threats that probably didn't need to be threats because of the internal dialogue I've got going on. Like, I'm not good enough. Yeah. I'm not smart enough. I don't belong. I can't contribute. Uh, or I can't make that jump. Um, where, where is my internal dialogue? I can change that. That's the beauty of things like um, uh, meditation. I can change my internal dialogue. In fact, I have to. If I don't, then I can't add new behaviors. I can't set New Year's goals because they won't be consistent with who I believe I am. And if they're not, I'll go back to who I think I am, not to this new, better person, because that feels weird. So until I convince myself I am this new, better person, um, a New Year's goal is probably going to go by the wayside within a week or two. Well, and that's where the power of group and the power of building connections really comes in. Um, we see those changes happening at Life Launch Centers because uh, there's a 
support system, a group of uh, several people, not just one person, but several people that are rooting for you and say, yeah, you are this person. They, they see you as a, diff- a different, stronger person that you don't see yourself as yet. And these are all members of our community family. So when that. I'm looking around the room, I'm not, you know, talking to somebody who's from New York. I'm not talking to somebody who's from California. Yeah. I'm not talking to I'm talking to somebody who lives here, yeah. who experiences what I experience, who uh, believes is important what I believe is important and who enjoys what I enjoy. Well, I love it, Ben. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today and sharing with, <clears throat> with the listeners out there how we can build a little more resilience in 2021. And thank you for all you're doing for our community here in Southern Utah. I can tell that you really do care about the families here. We'll have to do this again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You know, if if you or a loved one is just overwhelmed with anxiety, depression, or even suicide ideation, please give us a call at Life Launch Centers. The number is 833-803-3883. We're happy to do a free 15-minute phone consultation to help you know what would be the best course of action to take with your loved one. Or just jump on our website at lifelaunchcenters.com. There's a lot of great free resources there. I want to also, again, remind everybody, if uh, you haven't taken the chance yet, uh, there may still be an opportunity. We're giving out a free Dixie Direct book. Um, If you will email me at uh, joe at lifelaunchcenters.com and let me know. Uh, what our show is all about today. The answer is resilience, by the way. We love um, talking about resilience. We love helping families um, learn more resilience because that's really what it is all about. It's about stronger families, stronger futures, and uh, look forward to this coming year uh, and the strong future that, that lay ahead. So this has been your mental health mo- moment. Join us again next time right here on St. George News Radio. This is Joe Newman signing off from Life Launch Centers. Until next time, keep those kids safe and keep your sanity. You've been listening to the Mental Health Moment, brought to you by Life Launch Centers. For more info, visit them at lifelaunchcenters.com.